What's good, sports fans? Hope you're feeling the playoff vibres as much as we are here at San Diego Prep Insider. Christian Pedersen, Noah, Noah Laxina. Tommy, are you laughing because of the broken headphones? Push no, them all the way in, man. I know, so my headphones weren't all the way in, and you guys started dancing around, and I was really confused as to why, and then I pushed them in, and then I was like, oh, there's you, you never, you, ne- you look, you can, you can hear it through my headphones because I am partially deaf. Behind the mystery door, our special guest for this one. This is fun because we're going to try and see if we can find the first coach in San Diego section history to not just give us coach talk for 20 minutes. It's Andrew Clark from San Pasqual. Coach Clark, thank you very much for joining us. You want to go ahead and say hi to everybody. And uh, it sounds like you had a pretty crazy day with the team. Tell us what, what you guys were up to today. We did. Hey, and thanks for having me. It's, uh, we always love listening to your podcast. The boys like talking about it in the weight room. And we have a good time with it. You guys do great things. So uh, thanks again. Um, today we... So wait, oh, really quickly, here. does that mean that I should pick against you guys for the rest of time as motivation or pick for you guys as motivation for the rest of time? You know, I say go with your heart. Um, oh, don't I don't... This I'm not going to pretend that this is real, but I like now this visual of they put Tommy's voice on and everyone just starts max benching out of anger, just out of just yep. sheer hatred for just the sound of Tommy's voice. We have an entire weight room. Yeah. Just clanging and banging the iron. All right. So coach, you were telling us about the, uh, the day that you and the team had. Sure. Well, we, uh, something that Tony's done and actually coach Dolan before Tony took over, Tony Corley is our head coach is when we get a playoff by, you know, part of the good thing about the buys, you get to heal up along with kind of go back to your fundamentals and, uh, we take the, the midday off, so Wednesday off, and we take our boys out. We go get some pizza and go watch San Diego State practice and see how big guys hit. So we did that today, got on a couple buses with our our 80 guys, with our varsity roster and the JV and freshman guys we brought up and had a good time together and, and watched the Aztecs get after it a little bit. So, Coach, uh, coach uh, you talk about the big guys hitting a little bit. Um, that seems to be something that is tried and true with the offense that you guys run. Uh, do you feel like the kids took a little bit away from it going, okay, uh, we're a little pumped up right now. Like was everyone a little, little fired up getting up close and personal with that kind of, uh, that kind of physicality? Oh, for sure. You know, we, we put a big onus as I think most places do, but our, our hogs are what's going to drive us and how hard they work. And they're our engine, you know, as much as Trevor Youngman's done a great job of quarterback and Mark Santar's having a tremendous year, it's, if those five guys aren't doing a great job, we're in trouble. And so we, we actually had, probably more than two thirds of our team around watching just their O line working combo blocks and stuff. And, you know, you think you've got guys who are good and strong and big high school players. And then you got Billy Dunkel at six, four, six, five, three fifty, putting the hat on somebody. It's, it's a different sound, but our guys left pretty fired up. Billy Dunkel, Dominic Guadino. There's a whole lot of people there who are San Diego products that you like to see up close and personal. Noah, you actually spent some time uh, benefiting from the Dominic Guadino era. Of, of he sort of made you relevant. He, I'm going to say that Dominic Guadino. Uh, I'm going to say that Dominic hey, Guadino hey, is the reason that you are sitting here no, because no, no, no. wow. There, hey, no hey first team all CIF. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Fair enough. We'll put that on the poll. Who made who? Did Dom make Noah? Did Noah make Dom? I was for defense. So let's oh here we go. A thousand rushing yards, a hundred tackles. It's a team game. Yeah, team game. He would eat you alive if you went one. Dude, he broke Davey Folsom. Davey Folsom is a Division now, One. Now he would, yeah. Even I, in high school, he in literally. High school, I would beat him in practice. 
I'm not even lying. Look, right. you no, can if, it, like we have ha- actually seen the huddle footage of him decleating Davy Folsom in 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 return Ooh. for you. Uh-huh. Like he Davy hit you, so he hit Davy. Okay, um, but that seems to me like a very linear like food chain yeah. right there. Is that you got hit? Senseless by the D lineman, <laughs> so your O lineman was like, yeah. "All right, I'm gonna break this kid in half." Right. Um, For the podcast purposes, <laughs> I right, but Google me. Fair enough. We we will <laughs> okay. delete all. We will scrub all of that audio. Uh, so, coach, yeah. let's talk about you guys a little bit more this uh, this time before we get to the Division One games. Nine and one on the season. You guys end up six straight to close out the year. Your only loss comes to Tory Pines. This seems like this has to be. Pretty much as close to as, as how you could have drawn it up. Yeah, it, you're exactly right. You know, you, you obviously can only get one game better nine and one, and you can only play the teams on your schedule. So, uh, you know, we didn't. It wasn't a case of us going, "Hey, let's let's try and schedule down" or, or anything like that. It was, you know, we still played Tory, Ramona, Valley Center, Ranch Bernardo, Westview. You know, good good quality programs. Besides guys in our league, and um, we just we have a group of kids that has worked their tails off. Uh, our senior class went four and six as freshmen. Our ju- our junior class went 0 and 10 as freshmen. And we only have one sophomore on our varsity roster. And now those guys are sitting at nine and one. It's, it's the work that they've done. It's a, you know, a tribute to them as people um, and buying into to what we try to do. So how just for, for maybe some of the younger coaches, JV coaches, freshman coaches, anybody out there listening right now that, just ended one of those seasons what do you tell the kids do you just arbitrarily tell them like it's gonna be okay just trust us do you have to go out and draw some parallels of look this team is where we used to like how do you teach and talk to and address those freshmen and sophomores who are on that younger end losing games that look it's a process but if you really stick with it by senior year we're gonna kick some ass you better believe it first of all and it it can't just be the message at the end of the year that better be how you started it. You know, uh, Tony, Tony Corley, our head coach talks about, we're, we're going to build champions for life. And we spend hours of our two a days on character curriculum stuff. And we talk about what the program's about. And that when you start as a freshman, this is where you are. And here's the plan for later on. So uh, when our freshmen hit up films every Friday after their Thursday game, regardless, one of our varsity coaches is going to go in and, and kind of draw a parallel for them, talk a little bit about the game, but let them know, Hey guys, there's a light. Like it's, we're asking you to do stuff that, even if you did play Pop Warner and we don't get a ton of guys that do what we do is different. Um, you know, even at our varsity level, we have to do some of that. You know, I'm not one of those guys that just bags on seven on seven. I think seven on seven has a place. It's to get you better for Fridays in the fall. If you're, I've never seen somebody hang a banner in their gym for a seven on seven title. Uh, we got a spot for our Valley league championship. Uh, but some of the work we did in seven on seven is going to help us get there. You know, Trevor this year, our, our quarterback, Sitting right now, I got the stats somewhere here in front of me. He's thrown for 809 yards in 10 games. We've also run for 767. So it better be a part of what you do, even if you want to run it. But folks that don't talk about the importance of things ahead of time, it seems disingenuous at the end. So when we sell our guys on seven on seven in the spring, it's look, we're still going to put the ball in the fullback's belly and throw play action. Everybody else is going to drop and five wide and do all this, but we're trying to win games in the fall, not a seven-on-seven game in May. Um, As a former fullback myself, I appreciate you saying that. Coach, I want to close out on on this note before we start talking about some of the games yet to come. Uh, One of your coaches, Vincent Silva, who has excellent taste in gifs, uh, tweeted out... (laughs) He does. um, 
Oh, Tommy, get out of here. Tommy, no, Tommy, two minutes in the penalty. We don't even have a penalty box. Go sit in the kitchen for two minutes. Um, uh, he tweeted out to old takes exposed that the Union Tribune had you guys picked fourth in the Valley League uh, to go on this season, and you guys end up not in fourth. Let's just say that. Uh, it, is any of that stuff kind of end up as poster board material, or is that just us talking just for no reason and we just make ourselves feel like you guys actually listen to our our poster board stuff like how do you guys actually react to that uh vince printed that prediction the week it came out and it stayed on a board in our locker room the entire season and then on the last game of the going in that friday morning our boys showed up our cheerleaders do a great job and decorate the locker room and stuff on game day but they also had another version taped to everybody's individual locker so it's if it motivates you, great. And you, some people use it, some people don't. But I think our guys took a little, took a little offense to that. They felt they were better. You know, we've got some some pretty good football players. Johnny Vega is the defensive player of the year in our league, 120 stops. Trevor Youngman's our offensive player of the year. Mark Santar's a grown man running the football. Um, you know, we've we've got some guys playing really good football, and so they they did use that for some extra motivation. Yeah, we talked to Mark earlier this year, and uh, listening to him talk about the the breaking point in a game where you actually physically see the defense starting to like relent and give up uh, was a was a wonderful visual. Uh, you you have some very eloquent <laughs> players on your team. Before we transition into the Division One games. Um, I just have to ask, given your propensity for for running the ball, smash mouth type football, if you could add one kid from any high school football movie or TV show to your current roster as you close out the season to go on a playoff run, who would it be? Oh, goodness. That is a tremendous question. I'm, I might retire um, on that one. Tommy, this wasn't meant for you because I – okay, Tom, like, you, do you need 30 seconds? Tommy has an answer. No, I just have yeah, a question. Yeah, before go, before I, I answer, I have a question. If the if the character gets hurt during the movie, do I get him injured or healthy? No, you get – okay, you get Booby Miles at healthy. Is that – if that's where you're going? I would say Smash yeah. Williams. Okay. But okay. – oh, Gosh, those are great calls. Or Spike um, from Little Giants. Wow. No, Spike's too young. Um, but Spike, Spike's in high school now, now probably. You know, I – I'm not going blindside because our offensive line is playing way too well. Michael I am. Orr. Yeah. I, I can't go Michael or I, I can't go rev from remember the Titans cause Trevor might cut my Achilles. Um, <laughs> I, I, holy, you know what? Injured or hurt for the leadership, even though we got great leaders, I don't think you can go wrong with Gary Bertier staying. Remember the Titans. Oh, yeah. Um, just somebody that's going to bring something to your sidelines. The guys on the field for us are doing a great job, so we'll take the help there. I, I had you pictured more for like a Don Billingsley or or, oh or someone like that running up the ball. Um, just get fours there, but again, Mark Santor might fight me, and I'm a little scared. Okay, fine. We'll give you Ivory Christian or someone like that. But I'm just I want the I want the Friday Night Lights guys. All right, so coach, let's move on to why we got you here in the first place, and that is the Division One playoffs. You are going to be our celebrity punditator for this one. And uh, let's just start not with the Division One water polo playoffs like I just pulled up. Let's start with Division One football. Actually, uh, Division One water polo playoffs. I'm going with the two seed San Pasquale Eagles. Yes, um, my but, man. But that's what I got. Um, all right, our first game that we got is East Lake, the eight seed, taking on the nine seed Oceanside. Coach, we will start with you. What do you see out of this game? 
Uh, I know Eastlake's gotten hot recently, um, and, and they've, they've overcome some stuff this season. But having – because we potentially get the winner of uh, El Camino Valley Center, I just watched a lot of Oceanside from their last game, and that's a scary team when they're right. So uh, I'm going to go Oceanside. Noah, what do you got here? Uh, I'm going to go Oceanside as well. I think this is the playoffs where Oceanside really um, solidifies themselves as back-back. Yep, they're going to be back, and I think we've known that. We've known, we've known they've been trending upward, but now is their actual chance. They don't have the highest seed, but they still have the potential to make a run, and I think it's going to show that they're ready for this moment against Eastlake on Friday. Tommy Morris. I'm going to go Oceanside as well. Kavika to a 1,521 rushing yards so far this season and 15 touchdowns. Oh, yeah, by the way, he also did it on 9.3 yards per carry. Christopher Leahy Jr., one of the best linebackers in San Diego on the defensive side. I will say this about Eastlake, though. A lot of underclassmen contributing big time this season, and next year they're going to be scary. Yeah, I will go uh, ahead and round it out with Oceanside as well. I, I don't know if they're back back until maybe a finals appearance, Noah, because uh, I have already drank that Kool-Aid once this season. It said they were back back, and then the Mission Hills thing happened. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see about that. Our next game, number five, Grossmont, is playing against number 12, San Marcos. I will remind everybody, at one point this season, Grossmont had set the record for the biggest offensive single night in San Diego CIF section history. And then six days later, Tyler Buckner was like, nah. Um, so we are talking about a potentially historic offense here. So I really am big on this team. We'll go to, over to you, though, Tommy Morris. I'm going to agree with you here. I like Jamie Odom, 2,436 rushing, or sorry, passing yards and 22 touchdowns. Brody Schicker, big part Turning of that. Them into Michael Vick there. Yeah, I know. Uh, Brody, yeah, those were not rushing yards, sorry, passing yards. Brody Schicker, 703 receiving yards. So he's gotten a lot in eight touchdowns. So a lot of those have gone to him. Sam Marcos, though, defensively not bad. Nick Typher, 106 tackles and five sacks this season. I do think that Grossman offense will be a little bit too much. I think they'll score in the 40 range. I think they'll win by about 10. Noah Laxina. I think this game's going to go the way that Grossmont wants it to go. I think it's going to be a lot. It's an air raid. I think in that type of setting, in that type of, you know, style of play, Grossmont's going to excel well. And I think they're not going to have uh, much of a problem this week against San Marcos. Coach, what do you see here? I I think it's going to end up being Grossmont, but I think San Marcos is going to make it a lot closer than people think. The, the young quarterback they have is going to be a dude, and they're, he's just getting better as the year goes on. And, you know, their skill guys are pretty darn good. I do think, especially, I believe, former head coach at San Marcos, Jason Texler, is working down at Grossmont and probably gives them a little little edge there as well. hey um, co- co- A coach bomb. Um, <laughs> I, man, I... San Marcos has a couple good DBs, so like they would be one of the teams who could freakishly slow down someone like Jamie Odom's passing offense, but I, to me with like Robert Tucker and it, it just seems like there's too many elite weapons to hold them down for an entire game. On to the other side of the bracket, we've got the number 11 Granite Hills traveling to take on number six, La Costa Canyon. Coach, what do you see here? There's a few things that you shouldn't do and messing with the sofa call sometimes is one of them. <laughs> I, th- I think Sean and Casey are going to have their guys ready. And, we'll put it on the, the poll. Is, we'll put it on the poll at SD prep insider. Uh, should you never mess with the sofa call? Yeah, especially when they're a little angry and, and it doesn't take much to fire them up. So I think they're going to be prepared. And I know these two teams saw each other a couple times in seven on over the summer and, and they were good competitive fiery things. So I, I think it's going to be a fight. Kellen does a really good job with Granite Hills team and they're athletic and scrappy. It's going to be a good football game, but I'm going La Costa. 
Tommy Morris uh, literally exploded out of his chair when, when you said about the opportunity to fire up uh, Coach Sovacool. So, Tommy, you seem to have a take here. I think Grand Hill is going to win. That, that'll, that'll fire him up a little bit. Please don't punch me in the face, Coach Sovacool. Either Coach Sovacool, if you see me. Uh, Justin McComb, really good quarterback over at Granite, only a junior. 2,405 passing yards, 24 touchdowns, and then on the ground, 408 rushing yards and six touchdowns. He's kind of their Mr. Do-Everything. They're a good team, and I know the, the seeds say at 11-6, and six, but I think that the 11 seed might have the advantage here. I'm going to go with Granite. Noah Laxina. Man, in this one, I'm just going to have to stick with LCC. I mean, in their league, they had a, they had a tough, you know the, how it goes. They they always play the toughest guys in the county all year, and I think when you when you play that schedule and then you're playing in the Division One playoff, it's going to really benefit you. Um, Granite Hills, they've had a nice season. They have a, a lot of big wins, but I feel like at the end of the day, LCC is going to be that team that you know makes a run. I would just like to point out just random fact encountered uh, when googling to try and uh, check the name Sovacool for spelling. I would just like everyone to know that Lima Central Catholic High School is a is a school because I accidentally clicked on that LCC and uh, Scott Pelt is their head coach. Uh, the good old uh, Lima Catholic. Uh, Lima Catholic went nine and one this season okay. in the uh, Division Seven Freelance Conference in uh, Central Ohio. Um, oh, that's, that's a tough conference. That is a you tough conference. As, we, conference. as we all know, that is our yeah. one, outside of San Diego High School Sports, the Central Freelance Conference of Middle Ohio is our one obsession on this show. It's the CFC, um, don't mess with the CFC. But no, I will go with LCC 110% on this one. Uh, LCC is a team that I think might be the lowest seed, potentially, that could win this out of anybody in this bracket. Next game we got is number 10, Torrey Pines, and number 7, Rancho Bernardo. I was really big on Rancho Bernardo being the uh, flip the script team, and they closed out the season pretty much as on fire as a team could ask to close out the season. So I see them winning a narrow one. Coach, uh, if you choose to steer clear of this one and not uh, uh, ruffling any feathers at Torrey Pines, I will understand it, but I would love to know your take on this one because uh, they are the one uh, team that you did lose to this year. They are, um, and we played Ranch Murado too. Um, I think... You, you see how you snuck that in there? In the way they are right now. Sorry, I missed it. I was, was going to say, you see how you snuck that in there? I said you lost a one, and you also brought up that you played Rancho Bernardo, too. That, that's, that, I like that, Coach. Subtle. He gets the yeah, shot. Yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of like a subtweet, but uh, verbally. Anyway, um, <laughs> it, it's, I, I think I, all the respect in the world for both those staffs, both head coaches and their – I know the coordinators at, at both schools, especially Tory, pretty darn well, and those staffs – both work their tails off. The teams are going to be well-prepared and their kids scrap. I just think coming off the tail end of an avocado season that is a grinder, as we all know, uh, and Tori's still – I know nobody's young at this point, but there's still not a lot of upperclassmen. Um, and Ranch Bernardo, not that the Palomar's weak by any stretch, but isn't quite what the avo is. And I think Rancho Bernardo's probably a little healthier and, and rolling maybe a little bit more right. So if I had to pick one – I'm going there with the, with the Broncos, but uh, <laughs> please don't hate me, Coach Gladnick. Oh no, don't worry. Um, Gladnick is. I understand. I I think I understand who Gladnick really is. Is he's actually the nice, loving teddy bear that we just don't ever get a chance to see because football brings out the, the competitive in all of us. But he, he's a good dude. Um, anyone that will cook that much barbecue for his team, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, there's a softer side to it. Tommy or Noah? Who wants this one first? Tommy? 
Well, you don't want to poke the teddy bear. It's still a bear. True. Yeah. You also, you also <laughs> don't want to poke a sova cool. That, you don't want to do either. I'm going to go with Tori as well here. I, I'll give a couple of shout-outs to Reg Bernardo, though. Nick Blanchard, 120 total tackles. That's like Noah numbers right there, 120. That's a lot. Uh, Jason Williams, wide receiver, 689 receiving yards and four touchdowns. It will be close, but I think uh, Tory Pines by a touchdown. Noah Laxina close us out. Um, You know what? I'm going to stick to, you know, what I know, what I've been taught, and the AVO we trust. In the AVO we trust, I'm going to go Tory Pines. I, I don't see them going very far. I think next round they'll exit because of, like Coach said, young talent. and um, You know, those guys, you know, still having to grow and go through some uh, growth period. But I think this Friday, one game in the AVO we trust. In the AVO we trust, allegedly. Um, if you guys would like to follow San Pasquale, we will have the updates on the brackets and where they will be playing next week. Coach, are you going to be out watching a game this Friday night? How, how, do, how do you go about a bye week uh, in, the, in the playoffs? Sure. Uh, we're going to head out. Our coaching staff will go watch uh, Valley Center take on El Camino at El Camino High because we get the winner of that game. Um, you know, back in the day when everybody didn't trade on huddle, we would have sent two coaches paired up with a VHS camera and everybody would have gone to potential opponents. So we got tape early, but now with, with the ability to exchange, we'll all go, you know, have a, have something to drink and a light refreshment or have something to eat and a light refreshment. And then uh, watch the, the Wildcats and the Jaguars and see who we get. You can have something to drink before having something to eat. And then a second light refreshment. We don't judge. Uh, <laughs> we are all about it. Coach, uh, we will close on this note. You got any tips? Uh, you you are a, a North County guy. Noah's a South Bay guy. Tommy's here in the city. You got any tips on where the best burrito and or Mexican food is up in the North County? Ooh. Never said this yeah, was going to be an easy I, I will interview. Say, I will stay Escondido. Um, there are two places, that, three places I'm going to give you real fast. Craft and Taco and California Homemades, both in downtown Escondido, are tremendous. Um, Craft and Tacos, like street tacos kind of thing. And then Cocina del Charo, because uh, Eric Monforte, CF champion, Tampa School class in 1998. Uh, the Monfortes run Cocina del Charo, and it's great Mexican food. Wonderful. All right, Coach, thank you very much for joining us. You can follow him at SP Eagle O on Twitter. Are you on Are you on Instagram as well? I am. I think it's Coach Clark SP, but uh, I'm not nearly as creative. <laughs> Deal. Um, Definitely a huge thank you, though, for all you do, not just for football, but for all the sports at your school and across the North County. We'll be wishing you the best of luck this week. I'm sure that you guys are going to make it to next week. Um, I don't think any team in history has found a way to lose a bye yet, and I don't think that you guys will be the first ones. Coach, thank you very much for joining us, and we will talk to you. Uh, hopefully, let's get you on for uh, the the post-playoff show after you celebrate a, a championship. Deal? Anytime, guys. Appreciate what you do. Thanks a lot. Thank you very much, Coach.